Book Solitaire. First came action, then came adventure. After that came biography. I continued to sort the books on the counter before me into categories, mindful of the bell over the door, which would announce an early morning customer. It's unlikely the second glance books would be receiving any visitors at this hour, but you never could tell. Maybe reading of Aficionado, who had discovered that all the big box stores, like Smith's, Smithson's, were still closed, would feel like giving my store a look-see. I've been told I would do more business if I sold coffee and tea like my competitor. While I did keep a pot of on throughout the day, I gave it away for who, to whoever wanted it. While they browse, bad for business, I'd admit, but good for the soul. Reading a warm beverage went together like a hand in a glove. This morning, however, like most mornings, there was no one here to enjoy my room of the day but me. It wasn't for my cat, Quincy, the place would have been always deserted. I kept on laying out my books on the counter unperturbed. I always did my best business with the lunchtime crowd and after dinner on their way home people and college kids. They would be emanated around 10 or 11, stumbled downtown and through my door to try and sell their textbooks for beer money. Some I would be able to take, some I wouldn't. While I shelved my new acquaintances, they would peruse their shelves of Eclectic second-hand volumes. Invariably, they left with more under their collective arms than that with which they arrived. Passo reflected, you had to retain, remain positive when you ran a small independent business. Otherwise, it was too easy to become discouraged, essentially, when there was no one for a company in the store but one cranky Kaleidoko. Speaking of which, I wondered, where was Quincy? I looked around, he'd better not be trying to climb the shelves again. He'd gotten in it into his fuzzy head lately, he is quite the mountaineer. And getting him down with his, from his perch was a choice, was always a chore. Quincy, a gold Quincy, where are you, buddy? Quincy, as he, as he went to, to do, did not, did not answer. I sighed. He was either getting into trouble or he wasn't. I said unless I heard glass breaking he couldn't be indulging too much mayhem. So I would leave him to it at least until I finished the morning sorting. I turned my attention back to the almost solitaire like arrangement of books. There were quite a few hardbacks that mixed with a lot I knew. The most second-hand books, shop, second-hand shops wouldn't take hardbacks. They're too difficult to sell. Most people were willing to buy a used book, weren't willing to pay more than a few dollars to do it. I took books of all shapes, all sizes, and sizes, though, big or small. I often noted I loved them all. My friends had observed that some good-natured teasing, they would have taken phone books. They'd still been a thing. I could have st- stood out on 
one to reach the toilet shelves. I laughed this off, but in reality, I needed a step stool to, sh- to shelve what I called the high box. I'm five foot, five four. I thank goodness, though, that, that he didn't have a child's frame to go along by children's height. Otherwise, I would have pretty felt pretty dismissible. My curves pronounced to begin with were made even more prominent by my stature, so much so I often dressed down to hide them. It was I had long since decided, plan of navigating through a tall person world without being ogled. Somewhere in the back of the store, Quincy mewed. I looked up, frowning. It was his I'm hungry mew, or his I'm bored, fetch me a cat toy, human mew. This was his oops, I seem to be in a fix and need a hand here, mew. I came out from around the corner, a sack of box balanced up against the hourglass waist, and was skewered by my cardigan. I would shelve as she looked for Quincy. No time waster was I.